And welcome into another episode of the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kister, and right in front of me, looking good as always, is John Simmer. Oh, John- appreciate that. <laughs> I, it's Tuesday, so I had to be a little nice to you, yeah, right? Yeah. And then Friday, you know, we'll see. We'll see if we make it till Friday. Yeah, it's it's already so early in the week, dude, and I'm just so exhausted already. With hey, dude, it being the off season, we were having this conversation a while back. I think it was last week. Mm. Can we just go back to four day weekends or four day weeks? And, yeah, and have a three day weekend. Yeah, I was talking with Drew about that the, on like Monday too, because it's like, and not from like a even like a laziness standpoint. I just feel like, especially here, because you know, over the last what three months or so, it seems like we've had a string of like three days weekends or more all through off, the holidays yeah, and all that stuff. for almost like once a month. You know, for the last yeah. couple months, so. And it's just, like, the productivity, like, the, the energy I have, the productivity around, like, the station and everything um, is just, like, a lot better, a lot higher, you know, the vibes are better. It, it's it's just, like, you're more revamped, you're more yeah. energized. I will say, dude, like, when we had President's Day last week, mm. I was kind of bored on that Monday. I was like, what do I, what do I do? Yeah. Like, it's too cold to go hit golf balls. I'm not going to go outside and run around or something, you know. I'm yeah. like, I'm not a kid anymore. So I was kind of like pretty bored of what to do. You're so I was only like, only children run outside, Kevin. I, yeah. What about people who go for runs? Why would? Here's my thing. Why do you got to run? Because well, you want to be healthy. Just eat healthy. Why? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's also the like the exercise. Like exercise creates endorphins. Yeah, I'm just I've never like the, I've never liked know, running. I hate running. I, I hate it. I, I refuse to. Treadmill? No, that's I out of the running. question. I I like lifting weights, but yeah, I, and I eat like pretty relatively healthy. Right, but, right. Um, no running. Yeah, I'm just playing with you. They're all children. They're all children. But you know, some people that have acted like children lately have been the Denver Broncos mm. by not being able to figure out how to fix this dysfunction over the last six or seven years. Mm. But they finally got the, a good coach in place. You know, you potentially have the right GM in place. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But I thought we should sit down and, like, let's preview the Broncos offseason coming up. Mm-hmm. Because Combine is this week. We have Andrew Mason out there. He's boots on the ground. Yeah. And he was really talking that the offensive linemen and defensive linemen, they're really going to get after it this week. And that's who the Broncos could really be looking at. You know, guys have tossed out possibly wide receivers. You know, what about a backup quarterback? You know, that could be an option. That's the kind of interesting thing about our profession, though, isn't it? Because if you were to, like, if you were just to look at it, you know, because I guess this is kind of almost our job in the most, like, simplistic way possible. But you just look at the Broncos and probably say, offensive line. Like yeah. that That's the problem. Like, that's the main problem. You have to fix that. And it's like, boom, done. You've, you've, you've right. basically uh, – come up with the with the main the main talking point but you know with and you know it's it's not just like us at the fan obviously it's just all media members but that's where you get like kind of that because you said receivers but we don't we're not in the state of affairs draft pick wise free agent cap wise like we don't have we don't have the luxury of going and getting receivers i heard stoke and zach um because you know zach whenever he uh Whenever, like, I just receivers in general, you know, Broncos back-to-back receivers for seven times in history, you know, he has that um, that weight on his shoulder. He always got to bring it up. But it we tried that. 
We tried yeah. to address receiver. We failed miserably. And so we have to kind of wear that. So, like, yeah, it, it's it's a weird conundrum of our job. But at the same time, when you go and kind of look at um, the Broncos, just like the roster, I mean, not to be too critical, not to sound like, you know, too much of a downer, but just we've – it's almost like the Rockies. You know, there's this narrative that they didn't try to win with Nolan. Right. They did. They just made all the wrong decisions. Right. The Broncos have done basically the same thing. And and a lot of that really falls on John Elway and Joe Ellis. I, every time yeah. I, we mention John Elway, I'm throwing Joe Ellis in there. Sure. Yeah, because he was a big, he was yeah, a big sure. reason of why certain coaches were not he, hired here. Right. But from a football standpoint, when you look at the 2022 season going into this offseason, mm-hmm. what do you, what was your, just, what's your thought of the roster right now? Like, give it a great, like, is this roster even good? Hot take it, trash. It's hot take trash. But, um, like, re, like, if I, that's like my emotion, emotional yeah. side. I think we're trash. Yeah, um, it's, it's not a great roster. Yeah, it's like a, in realistic, we can, I think it's like a, Oh, it's just so hard to get 2022 out of your memory, but it's probably like 25th worst, like 20, like 25th in the league. Bottom tier, bottom tier overall. Like last seven teams in the league. Because when you really look at it, let's let's go to the defense. The defense, I never was scared of the defense last year. Like if I if I was an opposing coach, uh, head coach. Or I'll say offensive coordinator. Right. I'm not looking at the Broncos and be like, dude, this defense is scary. Because they never scared me. They were first in points per game. They gave up like 17 points per game mm-hmm. through like the first 12 games. Right. The last five, they gave up 31. What game was it that broke them? Was it that was it Baltimore? Where they allow it was didn't we it was like nine to six. We we lost like nine to three or nine to six. Yeah. Give me a second, let like me look that. it up. Yeah. But I remember there was a game it, yeah, where was, they scored less than ten points to the opposing team, and then the that's when like the wheels just and Lamar fell off. Jackson what is wasn't even playing for him. Baltimore doesn't score till the final drive. Like it's it was, it was just so so much bad plays coming out, and the Broncos never got turnovers, but until the that's, very yeah. end of the season, like the last five games, I think they had like six or seven turnovers and it was like yeah, it was it was the ravens on december 4th they won 10 to 9 that's what it was 10 to 9 <laughs> which is insane like what 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 is this man i mean yeah. that the, the football team is not that great right. so when i look at the defense to me it, it doesn't scare me and then we're talking about draymond jones draymond jones is your big star defensive player that we gotta pay right and and mike cliss reported uh today that the They're Broncos not are not going to franchise yeah. tag him. Does that really mean much, though? It To me, it just kind of indicates that given what we know with Draymond, and I don't think as, like, personally, I just don't feel like as a station we talked about it enough. And we kind of glanced over his comments to Mace. Right. And it wasn't just, right. like, what he said, but he was how he said it. And then, like, whenever he was brought up about, like, being asked about the Broncos, it was never like a... It was just a very flat response, not very, you know, it just, it was like almost like kind of how Dalton, you kind of, um, when Dalton Reisner was talking, what, probably like a month ago now, and it was basically like, oh, you know, um, it, this league is a business when asked about his up impending free agency. It's a business. 
but you know we love Colorado, but we're we're prepared to move on. Right. You know? And basically, he's saying like, I'm reading the tea leaves. I'm probably out of here. And that's kind of how Draymond was, but Draymond was a little more like spicy about it. He, yeah, he said, "I'm here right now." Yeah, he, I'm here right now. About his future, I'm excited man. for free agency. You like, know? come on, you're in a relationship, and you ask your significant other, like, you know, just how are you feeling about us right now? Right. I'm here right now. That's that's a pretty huge big red flag. Red flag. You put yeah. it that way. That is that that makes a lot of sense. You put it that way. But okay, let me ask you this then. You're George Payton or Sean Payton. Sean Payton's in charge. Okay? Yeah, hopefully. You're, you're in charge of this Broncos team and putting it back together, rebuilding and rebooting it. Are you paying Draymond Jones? Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing is I'm a little worried about uh, with Draymond is, and I'm sure, I was going to say I'm sure maybe the Broncos know this, but again, Payton is brand new, but maybe George Payton is – Enough of a football mind. If we can pick up on it, you know George has definitely picked up on it. I can give him at least that much credit. But when Draymond, his production was so high alongside Bradley Chubb. Yeah. And then when Bradley Chubb left, and yeah, he got injured a little bit. But that has, to me, especially with football and something as like fluid as the defensive line, I just feel like those kind of things are all kind of like entwined with one another. Like he... He lost a key component. It was like a good example of the guy who's right behind us right now, Derek Wolf yep. and Vaughn Miller. Yep. That like symbiotic relationship along a defensive lineman yeah. and an edge rusher is so important. And it was almost like the other way around, as opposed to where Wolf, it was Wolf did the dirty work for Vaughn. Almost felt like Chubb did the dirty work for Draymond to get that inside pressure. And then once Chubb went away, you kind of saw that um, the the numbers and just like the impact on the field. Uh, from Draymond go down a little bit, and then he got hurt, which is probably, I obviously don't know this, but I would just assume, like, if you lose, like, your your number two, your Robin, your your partner in crime, the guy who does the dirty work to help you be successful in that kind of relationship, then you might try to overcompensate, and everybody knows in the NFL, especially if you're a heavier guy, you try to overcompensate, that weight is just going to probably do, and you're going to sprain something, and then you're going to be forced to, play on that sprained ankle, you know, overcompensate for the sprained ankle, things are going to go on and forward. So I'm sure it's all kind of like intertwined with one another. And that would be my only kind of like worry about uh, paying Draymond is I've seen the productivity, but I've also seen what happens when you take away like his, his, you know, uh, Batman do his Robin. Yeah. And to be fair, so you mentioned the numbers with him and Chubb. Mm -hmm. He had five and a half sacks with Chubb this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when Chubb was traded, Draymond still played a handful of games. Yeah. And he only had one sack. And it was just the impact. And, too, I, and again, you know? is it a coincidence? I don't know. I doubt it. But to me, it's, I don't think I, I don't, don't think, think it is. Because that's a pretty significant draw. And again, it's like it's not just the numbers. Like to with Draymond, I don't really care about the numbers necessarily. Um obviously they show that he like finished the play, but just as long as like because Draymond, to me, just was that he was like the Malik Jackson um, when Malik was in his prime, but he could be like even more imposing um, to me. I think he has like another level above Malik that can be carried out consistently, and that's why I like Draymond so much. And um, it's just like that inside pressure, the ability to run stop, but really just that inside pressure on. Uh, pass rush because I mean like all the greats Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady then the narrative really is like 
the only way to stop them is to get inside, get in their yeah. face on the pass rush. Um, so that's why I would personally uh, take it on Draymond. But then when you factor in just all the nuance, I would be a little more worried, not only with what we just talked about with, you know, the, the drop off in production with Chubb, but again, like attitude is like you're in the middle of a culture change as well. Right. Right. So like is Draymond, is he, what side of that culture change is he on? You know, is he, is he here to be a leader? Cause that's pretty much you would want him to be. He would be a core member of your team moving forward. If he's just here to get a bag, then See, I'm willing to just like say, sorry, man, you're just not, it's wrong place, wrong time. And, at this and point. that's what scares me a little bit is what if he get, say the Broncos do pay him, they mm-hmm. give him a big old extension, you know, three year, five year deal, whatever it is. I have a feeling that his production might go down a little bit, man. Hey man, I worked my right, butt off. Got I got paid. I could take a step back and relax a little bit. We've seen that a lot with guys over the years, yeah. professional athletes. And now I'm scared that is he just going to relax now? Right. And, and I don't know. I don't know if he is a good enough player that's worth 18 to 20 million. Like the franchise tag would be 18 or 19, depending well, that's on probably what he's looking for. Though, yeah. Too, and, and, and you obviously you have to overpay in free agency, but right. I'm really looking at this, but can I find an upgrade somewhere else that could give me six, five to six sacks a year for way cheaper? Or, yeah, and I think I actually think you're onto something. You're starting to kind of sway me a little bit because if you can, so let's just put a whole number on it. Uh, Draymond, three years, 60 mil. So yeah, 20, 20 mil a year. year. Perfect. If you can, if you tell me, and this is kind of like how like the money ball yeah. idea was founded, like if you can take that 20 million yeah. and give me the same sort of production. Or like equal to Draymond, but you give me like four or five players that can like exceed that average, and maybe you add then some that's depth. worth going for. And you know, but interior, God, it's just so hard to find. It's so rare to find those kind of like inside pass rushers. But like again, <laughs> is 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 signing Draymond to a big contract if your cap can allow it? Is that like something that is that an is that a right now move? Is that a future move or is it like a hybrid? And that's kind of the weird thing too where the Broncos are at now because it's like we find ourselves again. The Broncos are like in a rebuild, but they can't rebuild because they have like too many. um, Before it was just ego, but now it's like they have actual like liquidity invested in pieces that make it not able to, uh, I should say just piece that make it unable to rebuild. And that's Russell Wilson. I want to move on to the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. because a big picture, when you look at the Real Broncos. Quick, go ahead. Just yes or no. Would you bring back Alex Singleton? Yeah. For cheap money. Well, he was, what was it, a mill last year, I think? Yeah. Give him what three. if he wants, what if he wants six over two years? 12 for two years, 12. Six, for six million. Is no. that a lot for a linebacker? Inside linebacker? I, I would ask for, a him, for him, yeah. But that's not. I that's not like I wouldn't market I wouldn't be paying him six million. Let's say five and a half. No. Two years. No. Now you give me two years, five million. No, two no. years at five I, and a half each. No, I I can't do that. Okay. Because I I feel like I could go find another a better middle linebacker for five million. I think so too. I just want to I, you might be able to draft a guy better. And 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 look, I get he was a tackling machine, but where were those tackles coming from? He was pre- I don't know. He was he looked see I've I watched like a lot of Eagles 
um, games over the last couple of years, before, like when they were kind of like coming up. Him and like TJ Edwards and stuff, those middle linebackers are just like sneaky productive. Dude, Singleton was a captain his final year with Philly. I think he, yeah, got, because of special It's teams. crazy. Yeah. But my He's point, and you kind of brought that into my point, mm-hmm. is overall big picture, when you look at the Broncos offseason, they don't have these guys that are going to test free agency where you're sitting there like, nope, we are not letting that dude right. hit the market. The Broncos don't have that. I was going to say, do we even have a guy who, like, hypothetically was up for a contract now that you would say, we can't we lose this guy? cannot have him go. Pat Sertan? That's going to be the only guy. On the side of the ball? That's going to be the only guy. Justin Simmons, maybe? It, we'll get to, I have a Justin Simmons question for you yeah. in a few minutes. But, yeah, I mean, Patrick Sertan's the only big-name right. guy that you're going to come up and say, you're probably franchise tagging him. You're going to give him – he Patrick Sertan – when his contract is up, if he keeps playing like he is, he will be the highest paid corner ever. Yeah. And that's for sure. that's for sure. that's a great thing. And you have to reward the guy because, you know, corners can last ten to twelve years in this league now. I mean, look at Patrick Peterson. Do you see um just uh, you just triggered a thought in my head, uh is it Byron Jones? He said he like yes. can't run or jump anymore because of all the injuries he had. That stinks. I thought I remember. Very I remember when Miami spent so much money on that secondary, and I was like, "That has, like, I just thought to myself, like, that secondary might be, like, might set a record for like turnovers in a season yeah. at some point." They just flopped on. What do they have? Because it was Byron Howard. Jones and Xavier Howard. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "You're talking about two top at the time. You could make a strong argument they were two top five corners in the league." Oh yeah. Like Jalen Ramsey was still in his prime. P, Pat, like you said, P two Patrick Peterson was still up there. Um, I'm I'm definitely forgetting a couple, but I was like, damn, that is a damn. And they just never really, yeah, accumulate. And I probably because they didn't have a pass rush, to be honest. But I digress. No, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I, I'm with you. That feel that, for him. He's that's thirty. A, that secondary was very was very scary on paper, and mm. it didn't really pan out that way. But let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Another free agent that could happen. Real quick. See ya. Dalton Reiser. See ya. See ya. Don't care. Wiggins, Colorado. He came He came in. To, as a rookie, he had already been a 10-time Pro Bowler. <laughs> if you had asked, like, any Bronco fan ever. I was hyped on Di- Dalton. You know, he, the tats, and, like, he just had that, like, farm boy mentality. You know, that's what I felt is, like, you know, a Vince Wilfork mentality and yeah. an offensive lineman's body just, like, gonna just pummel the I'm, living crap out of you. Yeah. like. Quentin, you know, the fake Quentin Nelson soundbite, but, you know, yeah. it was just like, I was like, and obviously I'm not saying he was going to be as good, but just like the mentality. You, you know? thought he was. Just that mindset that I am going to just push you to the ground every single From time. From everyone, when he got drafted, everyone was so excited and hyped up for him. And the way he spoke, you're sitting there like, this dude's going to get to at least two Pro Bowls by the time his right. contract's up. Yeah. He's like he's going to run for office. Yeah, he's going to be a I mean, governor when he be governor of Colorado <laughs> yeah. at some point, you yeah. know. And it really has not been the case. Nah, he's battled a couple of injuries. He had a, good, he had a good freshman season, but that freshman to sophomore dip was. I mean, he really big he, that freshman year, that rookie year. He really had to help Garrett Bowles. Yeah, a lot. He was. I had a, Sandy told me he had been talking to people inside the building, and they said, "Man." Dalton might be the I smart, remember that. He might be the smartest offensive lineman on the that. team. He was like, yeah, I actually remember As a hearing rookie. that. He's like, he was like almost like Bowles' 
like football therapist and yeah. doctor. It was like you his know, he's code, like trying to like, like right yeah, just trying to like get him right in the playbook, but also get him like get rid of like almost the yips. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm see you later on Dalton, and he's gonna. But and the thing is too, because Troy has said this on, I'm sure he said this on every single show that anyone's asked the question. I'm sure every show's asked is how much is he gonna probably command, and he's saying like north of ten mil. See ya. It's just we can't yeah. like it's and he's not a, you know, there's just certain guys too, and maybe this is just my media brain talking, but it's like it's gone to the point where you see him on the media sheet and you're like, oh, it's not even worth like they're not they're just not going to feed us anything like not not like that we can run with, but just something substantial that we can take away from his press conference and be like, this is where his mindset or the state of like that position group is at. And that's Dalton Reisner and Justin Simmons. Right. It's not their fault because no. the Broncos have been absolutely garbage. And so there's not much to say other than we suck and you're not going to do that. So those are just like two guys who they're great guys, great human beings. And I'm not even going to, you know, I just threw Justin in there because he's that great talker. But with Dalton, it's just kind of like, I don't, there's the, the mentality is a little too soft for me. And I'm not calling him soft. I'm just saying the mentality isn't what we need some ass kickers in this yeah. room, man. Yep. Like we need some, we need some ass kickers. We, we need some jerks. Yes. We just need some people who are like naturally kind of mean and kind yeah. of rude. It's I'm, just how the way football is played. It's not, it's not meant for nice guys and give me, boy scouts. We need me, some, like we need some jerks. Yeah. Give me, you know what? Give me five Garrett Bowles. Type mentalities. Yeah, Garrett Bowles sitting there. You're never going to touch my quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rip your head off. Yeah, you know, give me give me five of those that that kind of player. So I'm saying, yeah. And I thought I thought Reisner could be that guy, and he hasn't been. It it I'm with you. Mm. Let him go. He, offer See him a, offer him a deal. This dude, this is what we can offer you, and that's about it. Yeah. If you can make more on the open market, go ahead, go make your money. This is where we're at. We feel like we're close to Super Bowl team, quote unquote. And as I roll my eyes, but but you got to go get paid, and I think he will go end up yeah. getting paid. And, and he, it, go get your dude, money, man. He he could end dude. up with like the New York Jets or something. Okay, I was gonna say go play for you know go play for Cleveland Detroit. and go get your bag and yeah. you know hopefully you retain health and you retire you know after a. Eight to ten year career, and yeah. you're healthy, and then and then whatever you can do afterwards, because again, he can run for governor of any yeah. place if you yeah, want. Go to. get in politics, speaker, so. but now be it, it be turns it turns into yeah. He low key might work. His he will there. probably be one of our coworkers yeah. at some point. But another thing is, it falls into that category now of the Broncos. We all know they have to improve on their offensive line. George Payton and Sean Payton have both been saying that at the combine this week. It's got to be. But is there, somebody, is there somebody else out there that's better than Reisner that you can bring in and play left guard? So this is this is what I want to pose to you because I think it's kind of interesting because I've been talking um, with Mike and Mark um, pre-show about it and yeah. stuff like that in our emails. And I've been hammering home, like, offensive line needs to be priority one, priority yes. two, priority yep. three. Stink is actually not as, like, keen on it, which is why. surprising to me. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, have, I've been like, but I've also been clamoring for offensive line for, like, Almost the last decade. I think we've been wanting, yeah, for the I've last been, decade, since 2015. Been, offensive line, I just think, is so important. But anyway, like, with Sean Payton and the offensive mind that he brings, 
you're gonna I think it's safe to assume that he needs to and is going to elevate all the offensive players by like, you know, if it's a Madden rating, for example, say like everyone's at a base of seventy five to start off with, just the addition of Sean Payton in his offense, it brings it to an eighty. And then like if it's a scheme fit, maybe it's like an eighty two or an eighty three in some different positions. Right. Some other positions, maybe even a 85, someone maybe even a 90, you know? So, like, the Sean Payne just makes your offense better yeah. just because he's there and because yep. of the mind that he brings. So then if that way of thinking is if you let Dalton walk, you cut Graham Glasgow. I think he yeah, has the biggest – I think gone. he has the biggest uh, cap, hit. cap hit on the team that's, like, expendable and uh, – like dead, like not dead money, but cap saved. Yeah, I think it's like eleven mil. Yep, which is exactly what Dalton Reisner would be worth. So if you really wanted to, if he, Dalton was really that like special to you, you just cut ties with Glasgow and then sign him for Dalton's yeah. money for like a year or so. You know, but that wouldn't work. Uh, but if you can get a bunch of veterans, so this is under the assumption you have Bowles, you don't know at left guard, Cush, but you like try to get someone to push him. And then minors, and then right tackle, question mark, question mark. Basically, you're looking at left guard and a right tackle. Right. And then, but what you, if you did, is if, and I know, and especially on like spot rack and stuff, they have like all these free agents. Right. Listed, and it's like, oh, look at these guys. But it's like, well, I mean, like he is a UFA, but probably going to get tagged, probably going to get a deal. Like the, the list will thin out and, pretty quickly. And offensive linemen. Elite. Don't hit the market. They like don't that. hit the market. But I mean, so I was looking. There's Orlando just lists his UFAs right. on spot. It's like Orlando Brown Jr. of the Chiefs. Um, he's left tackle in Kansas City, but he played played right tackle in Baltimore. Um, Jawan Taylor, he's only like 25 years old from Jacksonville. And, J- and I just read Jacksonville. They're going to try to keep their own, but they're they don't have any. They're not really going to be doing much in the free agency world. Yeah. So he, if he is available, that could be a legit option. He's for like Broncos. he's probably at the bottom though. That's the second name I remember. There's Caleb McGarry out of uh, Atlanta. Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey and oh god, I think I want to say there was one more. I'm just going off the top of my head, but I can't remember. But in a perfect world, if you just if Orlando Brown Jr. becomes available. And I think it was like he made like 16 mil last year or something. So you br- you you bring him in on like a two year uh, math, um, 40 million. That's way that's way too much. But my I'm right. stupid, so I just rounded up. So like around there, like you're paying him like 17, 18 mil a year for like yeah, two years. Garibaldi's money. That's your big expense. You you got right tackle cleaned up. All Perfect. right, sweet. Then you get a couple of veterans. I was looking at, there's like a lot of guards, a lot of veteran guards. You could draft a guard. Jason Kelsey's a free agent now. You know, obviously he probably wouldn't ever play for another team, but there's like Trey Turner out there. You can Um, go get veteran guards. So if you just like that, and so would it be a viable strategy? You spend the vast amount of your money on right tackle. That's your prize free agent. And then you just like, just get like, I'm not even joking, like, Four veterans. Yeah, you're what, just like you're just stockpiling these old your team? interior veterans. Maybe try to get a backup tackle. Maybe you cut Graham and then you bring him back on lesser money to back up or push Cushenberry right. for center just because he's familiar with you. And then you draft offensive line. I'm, yeah. So basically, I'm proposing you spend big on right tackle if it's available, if it makes sense, 
getting like three or four veterans and then drafting like two offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. One, so million, you're you're getting like million. seven offensive yeah. linemen, and, but I don't care because they're not all going to make the team. Yeah, but you're just this offensive line. It needs to be better. It needs, it to, be, needs to be. It better. needs to be better. You got to keep Russ up. He's never really had a good offensive line, right. and last year was arguably the worst offensive line in franchise history. Yeah. I think they tied the franchise record for most sacks allowed. I was going to say that's like 2017. Pathetic. Was it 2017 or 2016? They've all been bad. <laughs> but there's oh, that, there was one that was just especially. But this statistically, this one was worse than. Well, what but we've that seen has a lot to do with Russ, though, too. And it, it, he hasn't a lot of seen it does. A pocket that he doesn't want that's to scramble fair. out of. You could clear up. About thirty million in cap space by cutting four players: Graham Glasgow. Well, none of them are really. Uh, there's a linebacker I'm drawing the blank right off the top it's of my like, head right now. I, I looked at Chase it. Edmonds yep. and um, Ronald Darby. And Mike Purcell's in there as well. Oh, I if didn't you even would th- cut, you Purcell. could if you want to cut Purcell. But he's like he's a rotational he, nose he's tackle. He's fine. He's out. He, he he's fits. a rotational nose tackle. Yeah. The three four. Get yeah. out. See ya. If, if he could find an upgrade, but you. You could clear you could clear up so much cap space. Maybe you, I mean, I know it hasn't been talked yet. Maybe Rusty decides, hey, I'm going to restructure right now. Well, that would There's be that would be next year, wouldn't it? Because this is the last. Oh, year. you're right. We haven't you're even right. hit our contract. Maybe he could restructure yet. this year. I don't get. Yeah, can you deal. can you re? Well, probably. I don't. Can you restructure? I that would be a that's kind of like a nuanced question if you can restructure. But I don't think it's like really that bad this year. Um, but it's, it's like, yeah, it's his not, contract for here hasn't. He, you know he's going to restructure. It has. He has to go him. ballistic yeah. next year to not restructure. Um, and I'm sure there's like some rules in that, so it might be a year or two down the line. But I, I feel the most comfortable in saying I guarantee, if you shore up that offensive line yep. to be above average on like to av like. To average above average, yeah. if that makes sense. Like You're gonna be fine. you are like a top like fifteen offensive line. You are gonna see the offense just get so much better. So much better. And then we'll lose because we have Vance Joseph at defensive coordinator, <laughs> and then everyone's gonna get mad because we're putting up thirty points, but the other team's putting up thirty five. Real quick, we both agree what the Broncos should do in the draft. Offensive linemen, find some real weapons here, build that defense. But you only have five picks, and we'll do this real quick within 30 seconds, and then we could possibly do another segment, uh, an episode on this, mm-hmm. closer to draft time. Would you trade, because Broncos only have five picks, would you trade Justin Simmons for a couple picks? <sighs> no, because you would just have to turn around and use one of those picks on another safety. Well, there are safeties available. In free agency? There's quite a bit. How much is Justin Simmons set to make this year against the cap? I don't know, but it's it's enough. It's it's enough. Let me look into that. I would say no initially. We'll, right now, I would say we'll, no. We'll say he that. had a really good season. We'll last say year. that he was actually impactful as a safety last year, which is hard to do. But I'd, that might have been his best season of his career that he's ever going to have. I'd trade. I'd have to look into it. We'll talk about it next. He was episode. really good. Last that, that's he was a, really good. That's last a conversation season. for our next episode. I, he was really good I, I think that could be something closer to draft time. That is going to do it for us here on the producer podcast. My name is Kevin Kistner. That is John Simmer. We'll talk to you next week. New episode coming out Thursday. Peace.